Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we were discussing the Inyan of Beit HaMikdash. We were discussing the idea of mourning during the three weeks, during the Ben HaMitzarim period. And we were discussing the matters that we feel like we are missing, how our life is not complete because we do not have the Beit HaMikdash. We spoke about, number one, Kaparat Avonot, forgiveness for sins, and how the having a Beit HaMikdash the presence of the Beit HaMikdash, the korbanot of the Beit HaMikdash, in conjunction with the teshuvah that individuals did, led them, gave them the ability to have atonement kapara for their sins. And that's part one of what we're missing when we don't have the Beit HaMikdash. Sorry, Freelander continues, Nosaf Akach, in addition to this, Etzem Abodat HaMikdash, Hishpia Yirat Shamayim Belev HaAdam. So therefore, the very fact that the Beit HaMikdash, the service, the very, the very service of the Beit HaMikdash itself, it created, it influenced, it created fear of heaven, fear of Shemaim in a person's heart. And it quotes the, were the words of Tosafot, one of the commentaries on the Gemara Masech Bavatra, who says, the Gedola. He would come to the Beit HaMikdash and he would see Kidusha Gedola, he would see a huge amount of Kidusha, of sanctity, of holiness. The Kohanim Oskim Ba'avoda. And he would see the Kohanim, imagine their beautiful white clothing doing the Avoda. Haya Mechaven Libo Yoter Lihirat Shamayim Torah. So that, just seeing it, just experiencing it, just being at that gathering where these events were happening, where the, the watching the Beit HaMikdash in action, it inspired him to fear heaven and to want to study Torah more, to connect more to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he quotes the statement of the Zohar. I'll read the Hebrew translation that he provides. There was a very incredible uh, golden plate that the Kohen Gadol would wear on his head. And it would have the, it would say, Kodesh Hashem, Holy Hashem on it. And it would have Hashem's name uh, written on it. And he says that anybody who would look at the tzitz, his heart would be broken, he would be humbled. That's why the tzitz, this special garment that the Kohen Gadol would wear, would create atonement. Not, it wasn't some magical atonement that the tzitz would create, but rather the tzitz would create humility, a broken heart, humility in front of Hashem. And that inspiration would give atonement, forgiveness for the person. So, so the Zohar continues, Kach Gam HaKetoretz, also the Ketoretz, the incense, the spices. The, he would just smell the spices of the Beit HaMikdash, smell the spices of the Ketoretz, the incense of the Beit HaMikdash, and he would be inspired, his heart would be purified to serve Hashem. And the, all the negativity of the Yitzhar Hara would be removed, would, be, would leave him. All he had was one unified heart to serve Hashem. Imagine that opportunity that we could have, that all our inclinations would be broken just by being exposed to seeing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. Imagine, imagine what it was like to see the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. Imagine what it was like to smell the Bissamim, the incense in the Beit HaMikdash. We have no imagination, we have no clue what that means. I smell a little bit of a good smell somewhere and I feel somewhat inspired. Imagine what it was like to smell the smell of the Beit HaMikdash. To be there in this majestic, palatial experience 
the palace of Hashem. Imagine what it was like for the palace, the palace of the Shekhinah to be exposed to that. And now, because we weren't worthy, our actions weren't worthy, we've lost that. We've lost, lost that opportunity for the closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that came through being exposed to that Beit HaMikdash. And that's where the mourning comes in. That's where the Avelut comes in. So why does that? So go back to the question that we asked previously in the previous shurim. So why is that relegated to a gavra rabba to a great person? So he says, "Mihu amatim liitabel al Yerushalayim ulehitzta'er al heder efsharut liitkarev laShemit Barach." Who is it appropriate to mourn for Yerushalayim and to feel the suffering for the loss of opportunity to come close to Hashem, specifically Davka? Gavra Rabbah, specifically a great man, a great person. A person, Adam A person who has taken advantage over all the other modes and means that are available to him to come close to Hashem. And within him he feels a real legitimate a real necessity, a drive to come closer to Hashem. He's taking advantage of everything else. And then he's the one who wants to come close to Hashem. He says, so that's, how does he come close to Hashem? By remembering what we're missing from the Beit HaMikdash. So he can mourn on the Yerushalayim. He could say, I wish I had that extra means of coming close to Hashem. I tried everything else, I've used everything else I have. But now I really feel like I'm missing something. I'm missing something important in my service of Hashem, the ability to come close to Hashem in a complete way through the Beit HaMikdash. Somebody who's not doing other things, so it's not his place to say he wants Beit HaMikdash. Who are you? you start, first start learning Torah. Start staying, learning more Torah. Staying away from things that you shouldn't be involved in. Okay, then you can say that I want the Beit HaMikdash. But for every, but for uh, that's that's for the masses. But a gavra rabba, a great person, can say no. I need that opportunity to, the come close to Hashem. In this way, through the Beit Hamikdash, another person who doesn't take advantage of the means that he has, it's it's not it's not appropriate for him. That's why in that previous story, the police officers thought that he was showing off by wearing those black shoes in mourning for Yerushalayim. Who are you to mourn for Jerusalem? Who are you to say that I've taken advantage of all the other means of coming close to, to Hashem and now I need Yerushalayim as well? And that's why, until they knew he was a Gavra Rabbah, they were very upset at him. So the question is, so what about us in the three weeks? What about our mourning during the three weeks? What's its place? Where does it come from? How do we get to such a level to mourn during the three weeks? Are we Gavra Rabbah? We're not all Gavra Rabbah. We haven't all reached that status. We don't have intense forms of mourning for Yerushalayim all year round. So what's different during the three weeks? So Bezra Hashem, we'll have to wait for the next Shi'ur to explore that idea. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tuv.